Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. You may have noticed over the years here is that when you come to daily mass, maybe you've had the Magnificat, you've been preparing the readings and you know, you're expecting me or Father Joe to celebrate a particular feast day and we're wearing the wrong color, we're not celebrating that feast day. Here's the reason why, because in the church's hierarchy of feasts, there's optional memorials, there's memorials, there's feasts and solemnities, right? So it's ascending order of obligation. The Feast of St. Cecilia, for example, is an optional memorial. It's one of those feasts that you don't have to celebrate necessarily for mass. But here's the thing, I have a lot of friends named Cecilia and I know a lot of Cecilias, and uh, Cecilias who, who are in heaven, Cecilias on earth. I know a lot of friends who have taken Cecilia as a patron, a patroness, and uh, have put themselves under her, I don't know, care. <clears throat> so I'm celebrating Fe- Cecilia's feast day for them today. That's what I'm doing. Optional memorial, taking the option. Okay, so who was she? According to a late 5th century story, she was a noble Roman girl who, as a young child, made a vow, a perpetual vow of virginity to God. She was giving herself over entirely to the Lord. That's a very common practice we see in the early church. Those names of women you hear in the Eucharistic prayer, one, a lot of them were uh, virgin martyrs. She was married, though, against her will to a man named Valerian, who at the time was a pagan. And uh, Cecilia had told him, she told him that there was an angel of God who had told her that he wished, that God wished her to remain a virgin, which is problematic if you're married and your husband's a pagan. Okay, so he promised to respect this, though. He promised to respect this wish if he was allowed to see the angel. She told him, you will see the angel if you are baptized. One thing leads to another. Valerian is eventually baptized, and coming back from the baptistry, he sees Cecilia, and behind her is this massive figure, this glowing, fiery figure with a sword. You know, the only thing more intimidating than than a dad sitting on the porch polishing his shotgun is a massive angel with a flaming sword. Valerian goes, I totally get it. We're never going to consummate the union. We're good. Okay. Persecutions arise in Rome, and she, along with others, was rounded up, and uh, they attempted to burn her at the stake, to burn her to death. Didn't work. The flames wouldn't touch her body. So eventually, they they resorted to beheading her. So Cecilia, she was buried in the catacombs of St. Callistus near Rome. At the beginning of the 9th century, Pope Paschal I, he discovered her incorrupt body, and had her body transferred to a church in a section of Rome called Trastevere, which is across the river, the Tiber River, kind of on the outskirts on the, of the city of Rome, where they built a basilica uh, to St. Cecilia. It's one of the oldest basilicas in Rome. It's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's very original, uh, ancient architecture. But that's where she's buried, her body beneath the high altar there in St. Cecilia. So she was an early church virgin and martyr. What you'll hear in the prayers of the Mass for today, as well as, you know, the readings, we hear about virginity all over these readings today. You'll hear in the the preface, I believe, this phrase, 
shall be praised for her twofold triumph of virginity and martyrdom. It's pretty obvious why the church elevates and honors martyrs. It's less obvious why the church elevates and honors consecrated virgins. Is it just simply like, you did it. Well, you didn't do it, right? And like, for that we praise you, right? It's not exactly the reason why. Okay, it all has to do uh, with the, the sign value of our humanity, the sign value of our sexuality, what God intended from the beginning when he made us male and female. And how all of this, from the very beginning, Genesis, how it reveals ultimate mysteries about who we are, where we come from, where we're going, how we get there, our ultimate destiny, all of that. In a word, I would put it this way, right? The Holy Communion of earthly spouses points to the eternal destiny of every human being, the infinite Holy Communion of the Trinity. Earthly communion points to heavenly communion. That's why the wedding at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis points to the wedding at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation. The new Adam and the new, or the, the original Adam, the original Eve in Genesis points to the new Adam, Christ, and the new Eve, the church, the bride, in the heavenly Jerusalem. See these realities. This is how this works. This is how God has revealed these mysteries. Right, Jesus who said, in heaven they neither marry nor are they given in marriage. They are like angels. Not implying that we become angels, but that like the angels, we are caught up into the infinite glorious communion of the Trinity. That's what Thomas Aquinas and the church fathers called the beatific vision. Being face to face, brought into union with God. That's where we're headed. You don't seem very excited about it. You're all very, okay, sounds good, Father. Eight o'clock mass, let's go. All right. In other words, put it this way, consecrated virgins like St. Cecilia are not rejecting sexuality. What she was doing, like she was one of those wise virgins that we hear about in this gospel whose heart was so aflame with love for him that she began living in this life the eternal nuptials of the next. That's what virginity points to. It's not a rejection of sexuality. It's a pointing to the ultimate fulfillment of it. It's living now what we're headed for. That's the idea. That's the idea. Holy communion with the Trinity. Again, all of us, all of us, whether married, whether consecrated, whether celibate, all of us are meant to be like these wise virgins who have their hearts filled with fire. That's what those lamps symbolize. That's what it all symbolizes. The foolish virgins were foolish because they, they didn't prepare their hearts. You cannot borrow relationship, love, intimacy from other people. It only comes about through your own work of taking the time to let the Lord in. What does he say? Depart from me. I never, I do not know you. In the beginning we hear that Adam knew his wife Eve and she bore him a son. This is what he's talking about. I do not know you. I do not, you've not let me into the deepest places of your heart, your soul, your life. You've not let me fill you with the fire. This is what we're called to, all of us. We're called to be like these wise virgins, like St. Cecilia. Let our hearts be burning now to prepare for the wedding supper of the Lamb. Amen.